Hello and welcome to this edition of the Heart Podcast. I'm Dr. Alice Lindsay, recording from the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions this year being held in Chicago, Illinois. The number of important trials at this year's meeting, most notably Improve It trial, which looked at the role of azetamide when added to simvastatin. This was a large clinical outcomes trial, which was presented yesterday by Dr. Christopher Cannon of the Harvard Clinical Research Institute. And I'm delighted to see Dr. Cannon joins me now. Hello. Well, thanks very much. Delighted to join you. Pleasure. Well, it was a great presentation yesterday. Uh, it was a packed audience, as, as often the case. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about the background to this trial? I'm sure many people listening to this will know that the Improve It trial is one we've been waiting for for a long time. Sure. Well, we've known that statins reduce all cardiovascular events, but the question about whether non-statin drugs would be helpful was really unknown. We know it lowers cholesterol, and so we set out to see whether adding azetamide to background aggressive statin therapy would be beneficial. Absolutely, and particularly given that there have been other notable failures in recent years, nicotinic acid being, being one. Well, exactly that. That And to great fanfare, the U.S. guidelines um, really focused on statin therapy because that's the only place there was evidence. They were open to, if we have evidence, to use other evidence-based therapies. And thankfully, we now have evidence for azetamide. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about the design of the trial? It was a big study. Sure, it was uh, 18,144 patients, uh, post-acute coronary syndrome, so high-risk patients, that we had really kind of medium starting LDL so that the simvastatin 40 and up titrated as needed to 80 uh, got the control arm to uh, about 70 milligrams per deciliter or 1.8 roughly. The other half of the group got azetamibe added, and so we anticipated it would be about a 0.35 millimole difference, uh, 15 milligram per deciliter. And so we saw that was about 54 on average. And so we were delighted to see uh, it took six years to get the planned number of events, over 5,000 events. Uh, but we did see a 6.4% significant reduction uh, in cardiovascular events. When we looked at what events were prevented, it was interestingly MI and stroke were the big reductions. Um, so the reduction in CV death and my stroke was 10%, so encouraging. But more broadly, I think the notion that we can still get more benefit with adding a non-statin drug on the one hand and going below where we thought we had to go, that, that there's still benefit to be obtained in these very, very low LDLs is, is encouraging. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure one thing in many people's mind is the safety question. So when we add in another drug on top of a statin, uh, sometimes, for example, a fibrate, we worry about an increased risk of liver enzyme rise. Did you have any uh, side effect alarms in this trial? Well, certainly with this drug, there were, during the course of the trial, lots of questions about safety. A question of cancer came up from the SEAS trial. Um, and so we saw no differences in any of the side effects. So liver enzyme elevations, it was 2.5% and not different between the groups over up to seven years of follow-up. So it's incredibly rare. Gallbladder was not different. Myopathy, rhabdo, no differences and no difference in cancer out through seven years. So a very important, you know, finding to balance this added benefit that really we couldn't see much of a problem on the safety side. Absolutely. I think that's very reassuring. 
So looking forward, I think this brings up a, another of in, a number of interesting discussion points, one of which we could say is that it's often been debated whether the benefit of statins is down to the lipid-lowering effect or how much of it is due to the pleiotropic effect. But by this trial, it seems to me that we really are emphasizing once again the importance of lowering LDL cholesterol. I agree, and, and we set out to test that. It's, it, you know, adding a ZNMIB to a statin does reduce CRP, um, but its predominant effect is in lowering LDL, and so it does refocus all of our attention on lowering LDL as a, a dominant effect. And there certainly may be other parts of the effects of these drugs, but uh, every time we look, the lower the LDL, the better the outcomes. Yeah, and that was something that came up in the panel discussion yesterday, that people were wondering, how low can we go? What, what does this trial tell us about that debate? Well, we took the group on average to about 1.4 millimoles, and, and it's obviously the highest risk group, and that wouldn't necessarily pertain to everybody. But others said, well, maybe we should keep going lower. And so we just still haven't found uh, a floor on the level of cholesterol where there's benefit. Very interesting. Looking forward, so this was azetamibe in a high-risk ACS population. Where do you think we should go next? Should we be looking at comparing azetamibe to other types of statin, perhaps looking at a lower-risk population? Well, I think for azetamibe, this study does give the evidence that uh, it can reduce events. I think use in other populations of people had higher LDLs or were different risk categories would be sort of a you know, cost-benefit analysis that people would do. I think the great interest in other agents that, you know, the PCSK9 inhibitors obviously are much stronger in terms of LDL reduction. And so this is very encouraging that we may get even bigger benefits when using those agents. Well, that's an optimistic thought for the future. So I think we'll end it there. Dr. Cannon, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.